Welcome to Geeks Worldwide presents Press and Key. I'm, of course, your host, Michael Schluger, and this is episode 270. Uh, we have a fantastic show for you today. Lots of stuff to talk about. Let me introduce the crew. We have Josh Irwin. Howdy. How's it going, my friend? Good, how are you? And joining us again, the disembodied voice of Jay Rich. Disembodied only if you're actually watching the stream. If you're listening on the audio, my voice is completely normally bodied. I'd like to <laughs> everyone to understand. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I guess I guess it depends on where you're getting the content from. But yes, the important thing is you are here with us. That's what I counts. I am. I am here. That's what counts. Uh, so lots of uh, lots of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, but we want to open up with a PSA. Uh, you know, occasionally we'll come across some really cool stuff uh, on the internet. And when we do, we like to share it with you. So this isn't a story. This is just something you should check out. Uh, there is a Kickstarter going on for what's called the unofficial SNES slash Super Famicom, a visual compendium. It's made by a company called Bitmap Books. Um, it's not their first rodeo. They have certainly done... Uh, other books before about the Commodore 64. I believe they had an NES book as well. Yeah. Um, they had an Atari book. They had all sorts of stuff. So this is not their first book. And this thing looks gorgeous. Um, if you it look, look yeah, it looks great. Yeah. And their, looks... uh, their Commodore 64 one's gorgeous, too. I have it on my bookshelf, actually. Oh, yeah. Very, very cool. I, I haven't bought their previous books, but I have uh, kickstarted this one. Um, and this just completely smashed their goal. Um, they were initially looking for around thirty-one thousand. They're up to one hundred sixty thousand. So this is really cool. Um, are you picking this one up, Jay? Uh, yes, I am. I am going to be picking this up. I like. Uh, I'm very much into the like history of gaming. I think it's a very interesting topic. For sure. Yeah, yeah, no, and I just I love these double page spreads that have like the, uh, you know, different different famous screens from various yeah. games and stuff with with info about it. It's beautiful. And sixteen bit graphics have just aged so well too, right? So they're just they're great to look at. Well, yeah, the like, I think the that's one big thing is that sixteen bit graphics have aged really well because they're still like that's still a great way to make a like an indie game is with those graphics they're so stylized and like so colorful and you can do so much with it for sure absolutely uh so you know go ahead and check it out uh if you haven't already there's plenty of time uh, i I feel like a lot of times when we when we talk about something by the time the person hears it it's like gone yeah but but there's 25 days left to this yeah i mean this was backed like fucking instantly too so yeah 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 so plenty of time check this one out it looks really really cool um it's i wouldn't call it cheap but i wouldn't call it expensive either it's 40 euros with shipping yeah Yeah. so that and i mean within 25 days 40 euros could be anything from like a buck 99 to 500 dollars. so you know (laughs) I we'll don't see know if it's that big of a spread. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how a couple things go. But uh, yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. You know, you if, play if, the the, if the spread is that big, I think we have bigger problems than getting our uh, SNES com- visual compendium books. Maybe, maybe. But I will say that at the time of uh, time the making of, of this video, for the euros is about forty-two U.S. dollars in change. Yes. So, not crazy. Not crazy. 
All right, but let's let's start. You know, let's get into the news. Uh, what the things that have been happening over the past week. Um, and as usual, we're going to start things off with Switch Corner, uh, talking about all things Nintendo Switch. Two stories uh, on that front. The first has to do with uh, Overwatch, um, and I and I picked the story just to because I felt like it would be a good goalpost for people when they talk about the Switch, uh, how they think of it, right? So, uh, the uh, was it the, the director? Let's see here. Uh, yes, the director. So Jeff Kaplan was recently asked if they would ever bring Overwatch to the Switch. And he basically said, um, not really. He said, getting Overwatch on the Switch is very challenging for us, uh, but we're always open-minded about exploring possible platforms, which is a developer speak for saying not no. fucking likely. Um, and... To give you an idea, right? So remember, Blizzard, anytime they make a game, they are trying to make that game to uh, be playable on as many machines as possible, right? It right. behooves them. And that's always Blizzard's thing. It's always, it's, yeah, absolutely always been their thing. So uh, to give you an idea, right, the minimum requirements, the absolute minimum requirements for Overwatch is an Intel Core i3 processor and the GTX. 460 classic blizzard gtx 460 yeah that is uh, like a four-year-old video card yeah you know at least least. so what i'm trying to get across to you is this this in theory shouldn't be a terribly difficult game for most people to play on their machine in in the year 2017 but but this is very challenging for the Switch. Well, I think one thing that you probably like that's the minimum requirements, and that you know that'll run at you know twenty FPS and you know two forty P probably basically. Like it's not going to look great on that machine. I think with the Switch, it's a problem of since settings aren't malleable on consoles like right. they are on a pc right uh they'd have to find something where they could lock it in basically and they don't want to release a game that just looks like garbage on the switch because that's all it can handle i think that's a big part of it mm-hmm. so, so i guess my my thing with it is if nintendo sold 30 million switches in two years watch how fast they put overwatch on that thing. right and that's the other thing right is that like the open to new platforms also means open to new platforms where a bunch of people are going to buy our fucking games. So, right. sure. Like, there's two million Switches in the wild right now, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, there, there's no incentive for them to figure that out. Mm. Um, now, I will say that the chipset that they use on an NVIDIA Shield tablet, which is two gigs of RAM, runs Tomb Raider. Yeah. So, you know the new tomb raider so it's not that inconceivable that it could run overwatch i i don't i don't think it's that the switch can't run overwatch right now like i don't i don't think that's it at all i think it's just a matter of actually putting it on that system and making it work with that hardware basically like there's no incentive for it yeah Mm, mm. but if yeah if sales go gangbusters then yeah overwatch is coming to (laughs) to that system and and then what's one of the first games coming to the switch here in a couple of months which splatoon and splatoon yes right they're not going to compete with splatoon that would be stupid yeah well so the interesting thing to me is in my mind um the switch is probably a second uh console for most people yeah i i don't see it being 
I don't see or third, sure. I don't see it being like the only console. I'd be very surprised if that was the case, and and I'm sure that's for some people, but they're probably the minority. So anyone who has wanted to play it will probably have picked it up already on PC or PlayStation right. or or Xbox or something. Well, yeah, especially Overwatch. Like it's a huge game. So yeah, yeah. And it's like you said, anyone with a computer built in the last four years can run it. So. Right, but you know, I, and the only reason I picked this story to, to, you know, the only reason I brought it up is just to give us a benchmark, really, yeah. for for where the developer's mindset is and and where the machine is at. Yeah, and that's I think that's that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, but there is one other Switch story uh, to talk about, and this I found kind of interesting. Um, Square Enix was recently asked uh, whether, you know, where they're going to prioritize their development, right, uh, for the future. Uh, whether they would prioritize the Nintendo Switch uh, or something like the Xbox Scorpio, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Um, And they said uh, the Nintendo Switch. And my initial reaction was like, that's surprising. And then when I thought about it a little bit more, I was like, actually, that's that's not surprising. No, because Xbox sells like a shit-scented scratch-and-sniff sticker in Japan. Right. There's not like... Square Enix makes a lot of money in Japan. I think people, like, that's probably something that people don't think about on first first look at a story like this. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously Japan is, is Square Enix's bread and butter. And I can, and the portability of the Switch means that you're going to see a lot of, you know, Monster Hunter clones or other games yeah. in that vein. Oh, yeah. Um, that's going to be a big thing. There's no question. Well, certainly. So... Uh, were you were you surprised by this one, Josh, or not so much? Uh, not surprised. That they've really um, Square has been hitting the mobile market with like stuff like World of Final Fantasy and uh, this new RPG that they're actually is going to be exclusive to the Switch, um, which actually looks like it's meant for a mobile phone. But that's entirely. Oh yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for that where they're going for like a pixel two D graphic style. Yeah, it's got a really weird name. I can't think of what it's called. It's worse than infinite undiscovery or whatever the hell that game was you know the game wasn't terrible actually the title might have been a a little eh but the game itself is pretty good uh but anyway yeah no i i'm not surprised by it uh you know they've been selling all of their their old classic jrpgs on um on uh cell phones and all of that other stuff so it doesn't it doesn't surprise me as a as a quick aside uh i saw a recent headline um, paraphrased in a couple of different websites that basically said something like Persona 5 is the resurgence of the JRPG and I thought that was very interesting uh, I think it's a slap in the face to Final Fantasy 15 like yeah. I mean I think it, like Persona 5 that's it's a huge win for Atlas like when you consider that Persona 4 Golden struggled to break 750,000 copies sold and this Persona did 5 really? already sold yeah and Persona 5's already sold one and a half million in the first week. Like, that's a huge thing for Atlas, and specifically the Persona series. Like, an M-rated game about high school students. Like, there's that's a that's a huge thing, and it does like well deserved. The game's incredible. But... I have to I have to say like as beautiful as Final Fantasy 15 is, and it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Um, if if you presented me with the choice of you can only ever play one or the <laughs> other. Persona Five in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, is and we'll uh, much it, better game. We'll be, I'll be, t- I will be touching on Final Fantasy Fifteen and in, uh, in a later point today as well. So 
I'll uh, I'll save some of my my thoughts on that. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so moving on, the the next couple of stories actually have to do with Twitch. Twitch has been a bit um, in the news lately. Uh, the first one involves PewDiePie, and this this I thought was kind of odd move on his end. Uh, so PewDiePie has started a crowd-sourced channel on Twitch with a weekly show. In other words, once a week. He's not he's not doing a everyday sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, this is a really odd move for him, in my opinion. Uh, but we were talking about this, obviously, before the show started. So I'm, I don't want to steal your thunder, Jay. Let's. I want you to talk about this. Um, I mean, my whole thing with it is, is it it gets back to that like. It gets back to a lot of problems that people have with Kickstarter, like when well-known celebrities decide to use, you know, Kickstarter or any kind of crowdfunding thing that to make a project that they wouldn't have really had any problem getting funding for or even funding themselves. Like, it's just one of those kind of like feels bad for the little guy. Like, there's no reason that PewDiePie needs to have anything crowdfunded at this point. Like. There's right. absolutely no reason, but he's choosing to do this because it'll save him money. And you know, some of that money, like if you're being really realistic, some of that money probably like not a lot of it, but some of that money could have gone to someone who's starting a new channel or trying to start a new show. Like, well, I mean, so a the- lot of it's going to be from PewDiePie fans and who wouldn't have funded anything anyways, but it, it does feel bad when you're trying to break into that scene and you see people who have millions of dollars being like, yeah, no, I don't really want to pay for anything. I'll still have my fans do it for me. Right, and and it's weird because, you know, um, Twitch actually has this thing called a Twitch partner. Right. And he doesn't qualify for it based on the, you know, the way he's currently set up the show. Right. Uh, Because what happens is um, if you're a Twitch partner and someone watching your show subscribes. Yes, you um, get money every month. Right, right. The revenue is split between you and Twitch, but you have to produce something three times a week to qualify. Correct. And so, again, it's 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 a weird thing for him. Um, you know, like, isn't YouTube enough for you, PewDiePie? Like, why do you need to be on Twitch? You could just stream to YouTube, right, if you really want well, to. Well, that's, that's the other thing, right, is that YouTube has a streaming option now. And, right. like, it's just a weird play all around for him. Like, it seems like he would just stream to YouTube because that's where his, you know, market exists of course he's all pissed off at youtube right now still over the, the oh, that's a good point promo, right so. they, you had you had that whole you know racist debacle that happened a couple of weeks ago well yeah, and uh, a bunch of uh, like right now especially like a bunch of new uh um sorry a bunch of existing um sponsors have pulled their have asked to have their ads pulled from videos like pewdiepie or other people who make you know comment like that maybe yeah maybe that's what i was gonna say too was maybe he's just trying to get away from youtube i was gonna say is that is that that, that's a that's a real possibility i don't see why he would be trying to get away from youtube like that seems stupid given his uh given his percent of crowdfunding money is probably better than uh 50 of advertising money i guess i guess that's true yeah but I mean, like, I can't imagine that he's going to convert all the YouTube people into Twitch people. That's going to be kind of difficult. I'm, I'm no, sure he he'll pull con- a percentage. He won't convert all of them, but he has such a huge fan base that it doesn't matter if he converts all of them. Hmm. And I don't. Th- he's is not. He a streamer in the past. 
He's done streams in the past, and I don't think he's stopping content on YouTube either. Like he's not. He's not. So yeah, just kind of a kind of a weird thing all around, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we'll we'll keep an eye on this one and, and see if the show goes anywhere. There's some talk that he might turn the channel over to other people, and that you know he just might make appearances, but that the majority of the content will be. Uh, provided by others who you know he selects or whatever so that's a possibility sure. we'll we'll see where it goes yes um the other twitch story in my opinion is is the more interesting one um and it has to do with malicious spam bots now i didn't know this was a thing i you know confession uh i i don't go on twitch all that often sure. um I just I don't have time <laughs> to sit there and watch someone else play video games. I'd rather be the one playing the video game. Um, but but uh, things have been kind of rough because somebody essentially programmed a spam bot to spam a thousand channels with more than a hundred and fifty thousand spam messages. Wow! Uh, that are racist and homophobic in nature. And so anybody that's ever watched a popular Twitch stream, it's basically is, just like that. How is this different? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I how, mean, how can they even identify this thing? Because it looks just like everybody else. Well, so I, I think it's just the sheer volume, really, is what it boils down to. Um, and Twitch has an auto mod tool that they had recently set up, and that we covered a story on, and that actually was helping moderators deal with this kind of you know chat uh and sort of stamp it down but this thing is just overwhelming the tool um and it's doing all sorts of crazy shit like soliciting child porn through the spam messages and just really really crazy stuff um and twitch is kind of like tearing their hair out trying to figure out who's doing this it's someone in canada I don't know if you oh, guys caught Canadians. that. The Canadians at it again. It yeah, is, everybody it, thinks they're so nice. It is It is someone in British Columbia. Uh, and so they basically have the, the person's IP. And they're apparently getting some money through. They have a, they linked it to a PayPal account as well. And they basically have contacted the, um, the ISP and whatever to unmask the person. But right. Uh, it hasn't happened yet as of yet. So I don't, I don't That's know a pretty difficult thing to get an ISP to do. Like, ISPs will go out, for the most part, will go out of their way to not do that. Because it's just bad PR for them. I don't know. Cox would probably do it in a heartbeat. I know I've gotten fucking letters for uh, the kids next door that use my fucking Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can they use your Wi-Fi? Don't you have a password on it? It's a long... I do have a password. I gave it to them. It's a long story. Why did you just change the password? Uh, they're not. Uh, they're Section Eight kids, and they don't have a whole lot. Ah. Um, so you were just trying to be a nice person, and like hap- nice like happens to all nice people, you got bit in the ass for it. Yeah, I mean, it was just a letter. I mean, it wasn't yeah. that big a deal. Uh, mm. but, uh, yeah, no, I did get a letter from Cox that talked about a movie that I had downloaded, and I'm like, I didn't download that. I buy stuff now. <laughs> but you know when i was a kid and i couldn't afford shit i would have downloaded it so i can't really blame them but nevertheless i i changed my password and they have it yeah again, so. i see i see uh so yeah i mean what what's weird to me is like 
I guess this is one of those instances of somebody just wants to watch the world burn, as it were. Right. Because I don't see the motive in this. I mean, it, it's just it, it's trolling. It's yeah. There's never motive in trolling. It's just for trolling for trolling's sake. I would get it. I would understand it more if it was if it was like a specific person or channel yeah. being targeted. But it's not. It's clearly just a you know a shotgun approach to things. It's attention grabbing, right? Like we're talking about it. People have written articles about it. Yeah, that's. I mean, they know who they are, and they're like, "Hey, that was me." Yeah. I you know hopefully. You know, the, this is going to be stamped out pretty quickly, but I just I feel like we're going to see a bunch of copycats uh, maybe show up very soon. Yeah, I mean, it, is it a copycat or is it just things proceeding as normal with Twitch? Like, <laughs> we're going to see a bunch of racist comments on Twitch. Yeah, we sure are, whether or not he did this or not. Like, that's yeah, a good exactly. point. That's a good point. And you cannot keep up with Twitch chats that have like 1,500 people watching. You just can't. No, yeah. That's true. That's true. All right. No, you basically just have to hope your auto moderator catches everything. That's <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yep. You know where you can catch up on the chat though? In our chat, it's it's really easy to stay up to date with us it's on, true. Tw- it's... on on Twitch. So hit us up there. Very true. Hello, <laughs> uh, or comment to the side, or comment. That's right. That's right. Whatever. All right. So let's talk about. My dog is complaining to me. I don't know if you guys can hear it. He doesn't. He doesn't like whatever's happening right now. Uh, I think he's like, my girlfriend closed the door, and, no, and he's no, just no. like, "Let me out, God damn it!" Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're going to talk about Microsoft for a second. Um, yep. Actually, for more than a second, there's a couple of Microsoft stories to talk about. Um, let's start with the things closing on me. No. All right. Here we go. Um, there's a new update for Windows, uh, and it's called the Creators Update. Um, And normally we wouldn't talk about this stuff, but it enables something called Game Mode um, into Windows. And Josh, why don't you talk about it for a second? I'm going to let the dog out so he doesn't complain. Who let the dogs out? (laughs) No. That's right. It was me. I admit it. Uh, Yeah, so basically uh, Microsoft is... uh, coming through with their promise to uh, develop a game mode for uh, the Windows platform, which prioritizes um, some video coding processor requests so that video games run better. Um, You know, that's great. This particular article, I don't know if you read it, Jay, but uh, this particular article, the uh, guy says he's not even sure that game mode is working, but his test game was Dota 2. Um, which seems like a strange choice. Right. Yeah, and I'm back. It is a very strange choice. Um, so I, it seems like a weird choice and weird timing. Like it's everything's weird about it. I don't, I don't fucking get it. Uh, but it apparently applies to everything Windows 32-bit. Um, the article says 32-bit and unified Windows platform. It doesn't right. use 64-bit, which is a little strange. So we'd have to do some research to find out if it applies to 64-bit. Well, so let's take a. I, did you break it down what the difference was between like Win32 and, and Universal Windows platform? Not yet, no. So, those that don't know, Windows 32 is your typical Steam application. That's something that you download, you install, and it launches like a normal game. Universal Windows platform <coughs> is a service that Microsoft runs uh, where you're basically downloading the game as a whole. It's not technically an executable, it's not using, it uses system resources in a different way. 
Uh, it's a thing that they tried to implement to optimize um, cross-platform uh, between Xbox and Windows to make so, it more ubiquitous. So, you know, like Dota aside, uh, let's talk about the idea behind this. Do you, do you guys think that the idea itself is good or could be, um, you know, utilized to the benefit of, uh, of players? In a vacuum, yes. But ideas don't exist in a vacuum, so... What do you mean by in the vacuum, exactly? Like, if you look at this purely just, like, without any outside, like... Without any other knowledge, the idea sounds like it could work. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so you're saying on paper this is a good idea, but let's talk uh, yeah, about on, reality. On paper, this is a good idea. Let's well, talk about reality. We in, all... pra in practice, it's hard to say, but probably not. Yeah, we all use our PCs in different ways. So, yeah. uh, for instance, like whenever I'm playing a game, I'm probably recording something at the same time, um, or I've got other processes running. So, you know, having something that optimizes the game, which was running fine anyway, uh, to get a few more frames per second and might interfere with something else that I'm trying to do at the same time, mm. could be a problem. Um, I'm not saying that it is a problem. I'm just saying that if you're trying to optimize the wrong way, or you don't take certain things into account, then, you know, it... Sorry, dogs. Uh, it could be an issue. They're everywhere tonight. God, I don't know if you guys can hear them. They're going retarded. Barely in the background, yeah, I can hear them a little bit. I'm sure I... Well, most people don't know this, but, but uh, Josh uses two different mics, one to talk to us and one to record, so... Yeah. On, on your shitty game mic, I can't hear it, but I'm sure your nice mic is picking it up. Uh, this isn't my shitty game mic. This is actually my Rode. Is it really? You're kind of quiet tonight. Oh, we got it figured out. Uh, that's interesting. I could probably turn it up. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so uh, I can't remember where I was at. Where was I? You were you were saying how it, it, it probably won't work out because, you know, you're doing other things essentially at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Can and so that's the thing, right? Like, uh let me ask you this, and uh, I, I kind of feel I know what you're going to answer, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, at what point do you notice a frame rate increase? In other words, let's say something is running, I don't know, at 60 frames per second. At, one, at what point do you, do you notice that it's running better than 60 frames per second? I feel like you need at least 10 extra frames. I would say about 70 or 75. That's when I notice it. I, right. I don't. I don't notice it. I, well, th so here's the thing. Bottom line: uh, Oculus needs to run at 90 frames a second right. uh, to be perfect. So in Oculus, I'll notice it on my desktop monitor, which is V-synced to 60 hertz, which is 60 frames a second. I'm not right. going to notice anything. Right. Yeah. So I was going to say you, the gains would have to be significant for anyone to notice it. So if you're if you're going from 60 to 65 frames a second, it's it's really not going to make a difference to you. No, not much. Uh, you won't notice any kind of visual difference. Um, I agree with Jay. You, you probably need 70 or even 75 to start to notice. Oh, this is a little smoother, or something. Yeah. So. Yeah, 60 frames a second to me is the sweet spot. Everything that runs at 60 frames looks beautiful. Yeah. Now, and honestly, like, when you get up towards, like, 100, 120, it starts to get that Uncanny Valley, like, soap opera look, and I actually don't like it. So, let me let me uh, throw out one more question out there. 
Would you say maybe it's going to benefit more low and mid tier systems as opposed to us? You know, because we're all we're all self professed, you know, hashtag PC master race sure. kind of people who actually will plop down in Jay's case hundreds upon hundreds of dollars for an SLI Titan X whatever. Right. I hate you. Um, you know, as opposed to someone who, you know, is, is on more of a budget and, and you know, they have a hundred or $150 video card. Do you think maybe in that instance they will see more of an increase or are you, you guys think the same way? If they're percent, if you're talking percentages, it's not going to matter to low end guys either. If they get, no, yeah, if they get 5%, they're not getting five frames, they're getting two frames. And if, they're only getting 25 frames per second. 27 is not going to look that much better. No. So there you have it. Basically, this doesn't do much for anything. Is the consensus? No, it's yeah. It might it might help with the development of future games. They can optimize for this particular right. Thing. Yeah. Right now, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Right now, it's not going to do anything. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, the other, because we have a we have a couple of these uh, Microsoft stories. The next one has to do with Minecraft, um, and this is kind of interesting to me. Minecraft, I, I think I think uh, every so often you come across a a show or a um, or a movie or something like that, and and a video game as well that acts as the generational divide. Right. And basically, you know, depending on where you stand on the game, you're either gonna that that'll tell people what generation you're from, essentially, right? If you love something, you're from this generation. If you hate something or don't get something, you're from the next generation down. So, what I'm trying to say is, Minecraft is one of those generational divides, in my very opinion. much so. <laughs> um, I don't get it personally like i can i can kind of understand why maybe somebody would enjoy it if they were you know nine ten etc but me and i was uh i was in college when minecraft came out originally and way before it was bought by microsoft when it was just sort of i think the guy i think notch originally charged like 15 for it 15 bucks something like that yeah Uh, even back then i was like java for christ's sake yeah (laughs) yeah so I mean, I remember, you know, reading about this, all the, you know, this is sweeping the gaming world. Everyone is playing this, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I, I watched it. I looked at it. I looked at a gameplay trailer or whatever. I was like, I don't get it. I would never want to play this. This looks boring. <laughs> right. But that's just me. Right. Clearly, uh, you know, lots and lots and lots of people disagree with that statement. Yeah, no, tons of people disagree with that statement, but I am firmly on your side of the fence on this like i don't get it i like i legitimately gave it a shot i don't understand how anyone has the... oh you actually gave it a shot oh yeah i like i don't understand how anyone has the patience to play that fucking game um but I like say... i, oh, I sorry, have friends who... oh, i was just gonna say i have friends whose kids literally don't play the game like they like their entire engagement with it is just watching youtubers interesting but but their parents have spent hundreds of dollars on Minecraft stuff for their kid, but they've never bought the game. Huh. I, I will say that I've played a more, I guess, quote-unquote adult version of Minecraft. Oh, no like Man's I've Sky? played a game like Rust, which is sort of Minecrafty but different. I, I, thought, I thought you meant No Man's Sky. <laughs> no. That, that wonderful piece of... Never. Gaming. Never No Man's Sky. 
Hashtag. Hashtag never know me as good. <laughs> so what uh, confuses me as an adult who's not into Minecraft is what exactly is a Minecraft creator? Like, so, isn't that okay. the purpose of the whole fucking game is you create things? So, okay. So this is, this is interesting. So let's talk, uh, let's briefly talk about what, what the news is with Minecraft. Cause we've been kind of yeah. dancing around it. Um, and then, and then we can kind of delve into what is a Microsoft, uh, what is a content creator or whatever. Right. So, so uh, basically, Microsoft is unveiling a profit-sharing um, update to the game. So they're calling it the uh, Discovery Discovery Update. And so what's happening is they have promised uh, that content creators will get a majority, right? That's that's the that's the uh, that's the adjective they're using. Majority of the sales of anything that they create. Now that's pretty big, right? To give you some point of reference, uh, Dota 2 gives creators a 12.5% cut. Yep. And an app store, right? If you if you make a, an app for Android or, or iPhone or something, typically gives you a 30% cut. So the fact that they're saying majority, to me, indicates at least 50%, right? I think that's a fair... Well, I mean, at least fifty-one percent. If it's yeah. a majority, if it's true majority, like right. fifty point zero one. <laughs> right, fifty point zero one. Right, and that's so, still pretty fucking good. <laughs> that's yeah. good. It is absolutely, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, and so they're introducing uh, an in-game currency called coins, Microsoft Minecraft coins, space money, basically. Yeah, and. Uh, and uh, it's it's about two dollars for three hundred coins. Uh, I don't really know what that's going to mean when when this update actually happens, but that's the current exchange rate. Uh, but I'm curious with you on this. What is a creator exactly? I, I assume that, for example, you can construct a house in the game, right? Design a house, and then you could sell that design. That's what right. I'm thinking. Right. Well, I mean, they've got these people that, like, recreate, like, you know, Westeros. Right. For instance. So maybe their recreation of Westeros is for sale. Of course, then you get into sketchy uh, copyright. I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a, like, I think it's skins, right? Like, for the character. Can't you create skins for your character, too? I don't really know. Again, I think I'm... you can create skins. I think you can also, there's a way to create enemies, I believe, as well. Sure. Okay. Something like that. Because, yeah. so... There's basically this two is, modes. This, this is rapidly devolving because none of us know what the fuck we're talking we about. Don't know what we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Three old people yell at clouds about the video game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw a guy create a YouTube player inside of Minecraft once. That was magic as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. Right, yeah. That's like, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, well, okay. All right, so, working, so Minecraft has two modes. I can tell you that. And so the, like... the first mode is like a survival type mode where you're actually like foraging for resources yeah. and uh there's a day and night cycle and your house gets attacked at night etc etc but then there's AKA a, cra- a game okay yes aka a game that's right aka an actual video game yes <laughs> and and then there's a creation mode where you know it's you have unlimited resources and you can just make stuff right so i assume that there's got to be some interchange <laughs> happening there where someone who goes into the creation mode and makes a house or a skin or whatever can then plop it into the regular game. Right. 
Because I've seen I've seen things like I've seen people make Pokemon in Minecraft, as well yeah, as yeah, yeah. you know computers and stuff. People have made simple logic computers in the mm-hmm. game as well. So yep. why not? Why not, guys? Why not? But yeah, no, it's I mean it's cool. It's neat that they're doing that. I think it's cool that they're giving creators money. That's the that's interesting. Ultimate. That's where yeah, I come down on it. The interesting thing to me is that Minecraft at this point is. I think safe to say an old game, right? I guess, um, yeah. As as I just as I just mentioned, you know, Minecraft came out when I was in college, and uh, you know, Newsflash that was that was not that was not yesterday or last year. That was that was a couple of years ago, um, and I'm being generous here. Um, but the interesting thing to me is that there hasn't been a Minecraft two, right? Um, what does that even look like? What does Minecraft two look like? I don't know. That's a good question. Globes instead of cubes? God. I, I don't know. I, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't, it's a I don't think it's amazing that there hasn't been a Minecraft 2. There's literally no reason to do that. Like, now but, the grass comes in four colors. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone out there on, on Microsoft's team has ideas for, for where to take the game. But what I'm trying to say is that despite the game being old, it still has a really strong, rabid community. Oh yeah, no, it does. Around it's... it. And that's uh, cool. I love that people I love that people love that game. I just I don't get it. Right. Right. And and so you know, the, I, I think I think it's clear that there's gonna be that there's still demand for this. And uh, I'm very curious to see where it's gonna go. What kinds of things if we were a generation that grew up literally connected to the internet? Right? Like, all of us remember times where we didn't have the internet. Clearly. Sure. Right. Of course. So, if we were a generation that grew up on the internet, like, things from our generation, what would still be around? Like, Minecraft has been. Homestar Runner. Like, that's an, I I don't know. I think that's an interesting question. Like, what wouldn't have died because it had an internet community? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's Uh, a good question. Just sort of food for thought. Like, this, this, this community of kids that still support Minecraft and love Minecraft, they're well, getting shit, into they're their, not kids anymore. It's been yeah, ten they're years. Into their mid twenties yeah. and maybe even early thirties, because uh, I downloaded the beta in like two thousand four or two thousand five, right. and I was still in the Air Force. And just FYI, I would be just like a year away from retiring in the Air Force at this point, right? Uh, if I'd stayed in. So, like these kids grew up online one hundred percent. Right, and that's just not a perspective that we can share, but it's still kind of a cool thing because, you know, what's on the internet is on the internet forever, and they're not going to let it die ever. Well, it's mostly forever until the server gets taken down. Right, but but then y- somebody backs it up, like uh, Star Wars Galaxies is coming back, for instance. Yeah, there's, it's you know that's an that's an interesting thought experiment. Like, what would still be around if it if it was us? Because yeah, that's uh, yeah, not to get yeah. too out far too far outside of the story i just thought it was an interesting perspective. <laughs> no, it's an interesting it's an interesting thought actually yeah and uh i would love to hear from from the listening audience especially because i imagine most of our listening audience is a little bit on the older side i i don't think any 12 year olds listen to us uh if you do chime in though i'd love to hear from a 12 year old um no i wouldn't but uh would ultima online still be around if like our would ultima online still be around you know like if that were like the thing that's that's the real question is that's, what Ultima that's an interesting question god i probably would be. it'd be like 4chan <laughs> but it, it would it would be around yeah. yeah 
It would be pretty, yeah, it would be pretty weird. <laughs> but uh, let's get to, uh, you know, philosophical questions aside, let us get to what I think uh, everyone would agree is the biggest story of the week still involving Microsoft. And that is, of course, the Scorpio. So uh, the Scorpio was revealed last Thursday. Um, now, we don't have a price point, and that's, I think, very important. We're going to talk, obviously, about potential price points um, as part of the discussion. But we do have an idea of what the Scorpio is going to have, right? Um, or what it has different. Let's do that. What's, what's different about the Scorpio from the regular Xbox One? So the first is RAM. It's getting a bump from 8 gigs to 12 gigs. Yep. It's also getting a bump to uh, DDR5 RAM as opposed to DDR3 and yep. ES RAM. Um, it's also getting a bump up in the clock speed of the GPU. Um, we're also getting what's called 40 customized controllers here. Uh, whatever that means, it's a little unclear. Um, the CPU is still based off the uh, Jaguar series that is in the Xbox One S. But again, they're now custom cores. They're now running at a slightly higher 2.3 gigahertz as, appo- as opposed to 1.75. Um, and that's it. Those are those are the big differences. Um, of, of those, I think the RAM is the biggest jump by far over what's available. And uh, to give you some comparison, right? The PlayStation 4 Pro has eight gigs of DDR5. Yeah. Whereas the Scorpio is going to have 12. Um, And, you know, their claim to fame, as it were, is that they are going to run things natively at 4K versus upscaling, which is what the PlayStation 4 does. Yep. Uh, So my question to you guys, is there something here, in your opinion, to get hype about? Or do you think, like, this is just a meh sort of, you know, step up? As people who are interested in tech, yes, obviously there's something to get excited about for us. Uh, for the general populace, until there's a price point, nope, absolutely nothing to get excited about. If this thing comes out and costs five hundred fifty dollars, that's who cares? It doesn't matter how powerful it is because you're yep. not like you're you're not going to you're not going to hit that sweet spot of the consumer market. So, and I, my guess would be it costs five hundred dollars on launch. I'm and, with you. Yeah, like I think it's real cool, uh, but again, like. It, it's not going to matter one lick if people don't buy it because it's too expensive. Um, right. I would like to point out that, uh, yes, they are upgrading to 12 gigs of RAM, uh, but they are setting aside 4 gigs of RAM to render colored squares in their OS uh, yeah. at 4K. So Okay, yeah, so we, we talked about this before. Absolutely very, very odd choice to make. Why? Yeah, so it's, it's effectively only 8 gigs of RAM. And just so you know, the PS4... Uh, developers have somewhere around six gigs. It's a little, it's over five gigs, but it's less than six. Um, but it's still like pretty close to that. So you're talking about a very, very minor difference. It's not, it's not great. Yeah. So this is something that, that, uh, we did talk about a little bit, obviously in, in the chat when the news first broke. And this is such an odd choice for Microsoft to make. Why? Why dedicate four gigs to the OS? That makes no fucking sense. How much time do any of us really spend in the menus? Do you I have an Xbox? I don't, no. Uh, well, that that was be why they, they need four gigs of RAM, because yeah. it runs like shit. Yeah, it runs like garbage. But oh, is that what it is? Their, their OS, their UI is horrible. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, See, because to very... me, the, the PlayStation UI is slick and quick, and I'm not there that much, right? I'm in there for 30 right. seconds to, to you know, select Netflix or the select right. the game I'm playing, and I'm done. I'm not in the I'm not in the UI at all. I'm in there yeah. as little as possible, honestly. The Xbox is slow and clunky, and you can't find anything. It's, it's very bad. It's, it's very bad. bad. It's a very bad UI. But I see. Well, that yeah, I don't know. It. It's still like, and again, us as you know, members of the glorious PC master race. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, neat, twelve gigs of RAM with four to run your OS. I have sixty-four, so I don't. I really don't care. Like. <laughs> Do you actually have sixty? I'd believe it if you said you had sixty-four. In my in my main machine, I do. In my my second one that I just built, I only have thirty-two. Are you doing like three D modeling? Like, He's got like a you... server rack or something. <laughs> what do no, you I told need you, sixty-four for. I'm, I'm future proofing. It's fine. Future proofing. Don't worry for about 2050? it. Twenty fifty for what? For what, man? Forever for <laughs> infinity. That's my plan. I mean, I have sixteen, right? I think most. I just like I just like putting stuff in my computer. Okay, just leave me alone. <laughs> okay, all right. Listen, do you, man? High tech Legos. High tech Legos. High tech, like exactly. High tech Legos. I just like hearing the RAM click into the motherboard. That's why I put so much in it. <laughs> it's very, That's it's it. very satisfying for me. I just like the noise. It's, like, it's those little clips come up, and it's like, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I believe it. I believe uh, it. Um. I once but, spent eight hundred dollars for uh, twelve megs of RAM. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Just well, base. that's that's taking this back. So that I could run MechWarrior two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Sorry. So let's let's talk about price point because I, as Jay pointed out, I think price point is really going to be key on this one. And Jay, I agree with you one hundred and fifty percent, man. If they price this thing at five hundred, they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, I, I honestly think that's what they're going to price it as. I don't think it's any lower than 500 Yeah, I think they're going to price it at 500 bucks, and I think that their big exclusive game is going to be Crackdown 3, and that thing is going to fail hard. Yep, that's my that's my guess as well. I don't think this is going to do well for them. I think they're going, because they don't have, I mean, they don't, okay, they don't have a Halo to launch with this. That's really what it is, because what the fuck else, like, would they have? Like, they don't have a Halo to launch with this thing, so ultimately like just go buy a computer mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's the other half of the equation is you need a, some amazing fucking game to sell the system and i mean or you, they're gonna you, or like yeah it's you you ugh. need to look no further than the switch to see that if the effect that that has because the attach rate for zelda to the switch is like 95 percent or something yeah like and that. it's so good it is it's a beautiful game yeah. really i can't is. stop playing it <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I, it's weird, right? Uh, we know we know obviously Crackdown is coming. I know that they're they've they showed off uh, Forza, like a souped up version of Forza to Digital yeah. Foundry, uh, which with, will probably have VR support, right? And, so and that's the other thing for this thing, right? Is that like is this just going to be a glorified VR box? Like, like can you plug your Oculus into it, or are they going to have a fucking proprietary headset like that might be the other big thing that they get i don't know if that actually sells the box though again like well so that's that's a very interesting question and, another, and, and oh, one more interesting thing on this it does not have a connect port you have to buy a dongle to connect a connect okay so okay that's right, that's right. i was gonna bring this way. up so yeah exactly the the one s is the yeah is the same mm -hmm. way because microsoft has finally just like 
low-key admitted that that thing's a piece of shit that they never oh, should stupid <laughs> spent development money on so so uh obviously people have speculated about the vr question right is right. there going to be a vr attached to this hello dog um but the uh people have also pointed out that the machine is only coming with one hdmi port right if it was going to be if there was going to be a vr component to this machine why not just have two hdmi ports from the get-go because you can put out a breaker box just like ps4 pro does you could but that's an extra piece of hardware that's separating agreed but the reason that like the xbox this thing at 500 dollars though like i don't think even they want to go any higher than this and like i said i legitimately believe that's what they're going to price this at and, and you know the reason that the original xbox has two hdmi ports is because they had that fucking uh quick switch thing that doesn't work and runs yeah. like shit so um yeah. you know i don't know it, it in a way it makes sense they're, they they put out a breaker box for their vr headset I think the breaker box would be an odd choice because it's an extra piece of hardware that's then now separating, you know, the VR from the hardware and stuff. Maybe, but they can't keep PS4, PSVR on the shelves either, so... Well, yeah, PSVR is the, what, the best-selling VR headset, basically, because it's... It is. Affordable, because it's affordable, and that's... Well, it's, it's affordable. It has and that's a all huge Microsoft install base. Would, and that's all Microsoft would need to look at to see how they should price this thing, and they're going to completely miss that lesson... And they're just going to cut off their nose to spite their face. Like, it's, it's, you know, it would be such an odd choice because, again, I think you're right that they're going to price it at 500. They, they've kept indicating that it's going to be expensive. Um, but it's so odd to me for two reasons. One. Well, yeah, you don't jerk off in public about how <laughs> amazing your machine is going to be if you're not bracing people for the money shot. Like, right. That's, <laughs> I, wow. That's the. Can we call this episode Bracing for the Money Shot? Bracing for the Money Shot, I think, is the official title of the episode The grossest grossest way I could ever describe what Microsoft is doing. But but here's the thing. Here's what I don't understand. You have two very strong lessons in recent history about why this is a bad idea. First is the PlayStation 3 coming out at 600. And that fucking was a disaster. And And Microsoft released the Xbox One at... 550 fucking dollars or whatever. So right there, that's point number two. They had a disastrous launch. It was way too expensive. They didn't see sales increase until they price matched the PlayStation at 400 by getting rid of the fucking thing that nobody wanted in the first place with the Kinect. So, yeah, Yeah, why why do this? Who who thinks that's a good idea? Here's here's the question, right? Like, PS4 Pro is capable of 4K gaming, but most of it is upscaled. Right, it's not native. Does the general public give a shit that it's upscaled? No. No, they absolutely don't, and they can't even tell the difference between fucking 1080p and 4K. General public... No, they care that Horizon is on the PS4 Pro in 4K and HDR. They care that Uncharted 4 is out there. They care that The Last of Us 2 is coming. They they don't give a shit about... Yeah, they care about The Last of Us 2, everyone but Jay. Everyone. <laughs> I will I tell you. Throw it in there, brother. You're on the podcast. I know. You, I know. You, you have to. There's, just... there's no question in my mind that anyone out there uh, who's interested in 4K gaming is a PC gamer. Yeah. There's, there's no way that anyone out there is like, I love 4K gaming and well, still and on the buy, PlayStation. If you it's buy not... an HDR 4K TV, what are you going to go buy? You're going to buy a PS4 Pro yeah. for right. 350 bucks. You're not going to buy a fucking $500 Xbox One. Now, and especially if the, you know, especially if 
they announce a price drop. Like everyone seems to think, PlayStation is getting ready to announce for both the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. Like, oh, okay, they're gonna make official the two ninety nine price, right? Like the PS4's MSRP is three hundred and fifty bucks, but for the last eight months, it's sold at two ninety nine in yeah. stores. So they're just gonna make the current price cut official, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean. No, I, I absolutely agree. Absolutely. No, there, agree. no and, there's rumors that the the PS4 Pro is getting a price cut at E3. That's there's well, a rumor that to two ninety nine. There's a there's a rumor that that is going to be the. Oh, and and like, what, if, if that happens, and like if, just imagine that for a moment, like I would be tempted. Microsoft comes out and says, "Here's the fucking Scorpio, five hundred dollars." Three hours later, Sony just goes, "Hey, here's the thing that does basically that same thing that you'll never be able to tell the difference with more games." <laughs> For half the price, like <laughs> not quite half, but yeah. But cheaper. no, you get the point though. Like, it's just it's it is a mind boggling. It is mind boggling if it, if we are right and this comes out at five hundred dollars. Yeah, if PS4 Pro becomes two ninety nine, I'm buying one, and I don't even have a four K TV. Yeah. So so let me ask you this. Let's do a hypothetical. Let's say that Microsoft is a little smarter than we give it credit for. They're not. But let's just say they are, hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically. Right, right. If it comes out at 400 do you then think people will... Yes, 400 is the sweet spot for most consumers, and that's been shown time and time again. Like, I think 400 would be fine. I still don't think the system's going to sell because, again, no one gives a shit because there's not any games that actually matter for it. Right, Unless, that's like, the other half of the equation, for sure. Yeah, but 400 is a much smarter idea for Microsoft. If, like... Yeah, right. 400 is a better idea. Last question, and I will move on. I wanted to ask you, what exclusive does Microsoft need to shell out for? Because there's rumors that uh, they are going to they are paying some big bucks uh, for Red Dead Redemption Two exclusives from Rockstar. Exclusives for like just exclusive in-game items or like exclusive rights to the game. I don't think I don't think they would be able to afford exclusive rights to the game. No, nope, they sure wouldn't. Because that, that game is a billion game. dollar. Game. No, not from Rockstar. Yeah, uh, no question. That's a billion dollar game right there. Yeah, easy. But uh, maybe exclusive map, exclusive DLC of some sort, something like that. Um, would that be enough? And not necessarily Red Dead Redemption, but what would they need to get uh, in their pocket for people to? you know, actually think about picking one up. They would need to have an exclusive game that anyone cares about, basically. Like, and I don't, I don't mean that to sound like a dickish thing, but they would need an exclusive game. Like, having a game that had, like, oh, you can wear a special hat in our version, like, that's not going to, uh, I don't know, that's just gross. I hate, <laughs> I hate exclusive DLC. It's so stupid. Like, I need to buy Naughty Dog. <laughs> Naughty Dog. Wow. That would be, that would be tough. That would be a ball from Sony. That would be a baller move, but uh, that, that still wouldn't convince move. me, as we all know. But it might convince other people. Well, yeah. So that's the thing, right? Like, sky's the limit. What would it take? What exclusive would they need in your mind? Uh, like Red Dead Redemption. If Red Dead Redemption was exclusive to Xbox or whatever, then is that would that be like okay, fuck? Now I have to buy it. No, I probably just wouldn't play Red Dead, honestly. Like, for me, like, I'm excited about Red Dead, but not excited enough to buy a new console for it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for me, like for me, it would be Persona Six. That's what it would be. Like that's mostly what I use my PS. Like I bought my PS4 specifically because Persona Five was coming out. So well, you like, are very much in the minority on that one. I think. Um, oh no, for sure, for sure. But like, but like you said, I'm mainly a PC gamer. So the only reason I own a console is for that one game. Like that's the only mm. real reason I own that. Like. Mm. And like, and I'll buy a few other games here and there. Like, I'll buy other games. Like, like I bought Final Fantasy 15 for that because I don't care about playing it on my PC. Like, there's, there are other games that I'll pick up along the way. But like, how I used much, to be real how big much worse Halo. is Final Fantasy 15 than Persona? Can we talk about that for a second? It's, it's pretty bad. They, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so for me, I think Microsoft needs to come out with something that is truly compelling, and it's got to be a new IP, and it has to a be, new IP, and it has to. Yeah, wow, that would, be, that would work. Yeah, and it has, like, they have to release a trailer like The Last of Us trailer, which makes everybody drop their phones and go, what the hell is this? This is So, yeah. so you're saying that they would need kind of like a Mass Effect or something like that? Yeah, Minus they would need... Andromeda, yes. They would need some new big thing. No, I think that's right. They would need, like, some new big exciting thing that gets people talking. And, like, here's the thing. The, like, the fucking game when it comes out doesn't even have to be good. It just has to be a good trailer. Like... right. People will well, invest like, in the system uh, early. Like, yeah, with if Rise? they a Star Wars game, how many people would flock to Xbox for an exclusive oh, Star Wars game? Uh, the, uh, the, the, bounty hunty, the, the Bounty Hunter one? Um, what was yeah. it like called? 1313? 1313, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. There are some ideas for you, Microsoft. Yeah. No, there are uh, things they can welcome. do. But, yeah, you're welcome. But we'll see That's what, right. Uh, That's we'll right. see what happens with that launch. Like, it'll be interesting. What's we'll that? be following it carefully. Yeah, definitely. We're going to be, you know, everyone's going to be watching E3 so closely. So, And that's right around the corner. Are you going this year? I am not. No. no. Okay. Next year, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe. If you if you want to go, I, I can, we can talk about it, make the arrangements. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have time to go this year. But Honestly, yeah. honestly, I mean, with the opening of it to, like, regular people, it was, I'll tell you, last year it was so fucking crowded and it wasn't oh, even sure open to the nice. public. So to open it to the public on top of everything else, it's going to be such a clusterfuck. Yeah, even, even the major media outlets are like, yeah, we would just rather cover the streams. Like, right. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is the streams don't actually happen during E3. They happen before. Yeah, yeah they happen outside of it. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's it's going to be a bit of a clusterfuck. I would definitely go to the press conference that the that the – but then just to go all the way there for the press conference seems right. silly as well seems when silly. the stream is there. But anyway. Uh, oh, oh, I almost forgot. We have a new segment debuting on this show uh, called Enter the Salt Mines with Jay Rich. Yes. Jay, take it away. So today on the this inaugural episode of Enter the Salt Mines, we're going to be talking about Bioware releasing these what what is it, a week into the andromeda launch at this point two weeks that's a couple that's two weeks, weeks yeah. i think a couple weeks into the andromeda launch these patches and they're all being praised for listening to their player base and getting these fixes out and you know they did this big developer update about we hear you and you know we understand and here's some patches to make our characters look less like they have dead fish eyes and <laughs> less all like this... talking mannequins yeah yeah all this the, other shit the, you have and to admit the patches Bernie's? help no, patches help, and on the surface, that is fantastic. But this is just like what Final Fantasy XV did, where 
your your most loyal fans buy this game and play through it and then say oh this stuff kind of sucks and they're like okay thanks for like essentially beta testing our game like an extended beta <laughs> test now yeah. all all the people who bought it late get the real quote unquote done version of the game like yeah, chapter it, 13 didn't even have any content right Isn't yeah that what it, it feels like play it literally feels like playing an early access game and that is completely fucking unacceptable for a triple a title like you look at that compared to persona 5 where all of its dlc is dressing your characters up in various skimpy outfits like Whatever, I'm not spending any money on it, but fucking great. Atlas released a game that was actually fucking finished and didn't need to continue being fucking beta tested by your early adopters. Like, that is fucking dog shit to do to people. Mm. Like, I bought Mass Effect Andromeda knowing that it was going to be a shit show and knowing that I wasn't going to have a whole lot of time to play through it all in one go. But, like, if I was some hardcore Mass Effect fan who, like, burn through that game and then bioware's like hey we hey we finished it and now here's this like i'd be pissed off yeah, and here's the other right. thing about i mean i haven't i beat final fantasy 15 and then they released the update yeah of... did you did you go back and play chapter no. 13 no, no you fucking didn't because why the fuck would you yeah, yeah. but mass effect 3 just saying right so here's here's the other thing with that is not like not only is that like a super shitty thing and feels bad for your most loyal patrons. Um, on top of all that, anyone who knows how video game development cycles work, know that they have been working on this shit for months at this point. They can't just go into a spreadsheet and say, Oh, we should activate the non shitty looking character models. <laughs> like that's not what happened. They knew for more a fact that this more they, than months. Yeah. They knew that this looked like dog shit. They knew that people were going to be upset about it. And they said, fuck it, release the game anyways. Like, yeah, that, that that's is the thing, a right? It's, shitty, it's not like the dog shit is, like, 30 hours in. No, it's right up front, man. Yeah, it is. And it's, like, they have been working on this for months. So for all these news outlets to come out and be like, oh, they're listening to their... They're not listening to shit. They were already working on this. <laughs> they have not listened to anything. They knew that people were going to be mad. Like, and it worked because they've sold like three million copies already or something. Yeah, it's fucking stupid is the point. Like, mm -hmm. it's just that it's unacceptable for a triple A title that has been in development for years on end to release early and then like continue like fixing your game. Like, mm. like small patches, that's fine. And like a PvP game where with balance patches, fine. World of Warcraft with constant content patches, fine. That's an MMO, completely different fucking ball game right but like a triple a single player experience that you are supposed to play through mm. no release a fucking finished game <laughs> like that is ridiculous anyways now oh, we can exit the salt mines <laughs> all right well uh i think we're definitely gonna you know have the section on there again oh enter, definitely we enter enter the salt mines with j rich returns soon there will there will be something to get solved. Yes, there will be more sometime in the near future. I'm uh, sure. Not not a crazy week for what the fuck stories, uh, but we do have two. Uh, the first one involves Dark Souls. Um, so, uh, full disclosure, I actually haven't played Dark Souls. I know I'm I'm a terrible gamer. I know, uh, but there are these two games being made. Uh, one is called the uh, Havel's Ring. Um, and the Silver Cat Ring. Apparently, these are both rings to be found in-game. Someone is making them, and you can buy them for $155 a piece. 
for cosplay, of course. Right. <laughs> so there's that. If you're a big Dark Souls fan, maybe maybe uh, request from from your significant other that they drop. You know. So full full disclosure. Uh, long ago and far away, when I was uh, when I was when I was working at a job that was much more lucrative, but made me want to die. Uh, I, I'm not going to say how much I spent, but I will say that I spent much more money than $155 on a replica item from World of Warcraft. And I won't say what it was, and I won't say how much, but <laughs> $155 ain't shit, Dark Souls. Like I see. I see. So, I can't be too what the fuck about this story without being a complete hypocrite, basically, is what I'm saying. Well, so It's kind of the- weird for a tiny ring. It is weird for, like, a tiny, tiny ring, but... Uh, well, don't worry. There's uh, lots of outrage to be had over this next story. This is pretty impressive. This is this is kind of amazing. So I'm going to try and summarize it. Basically, uh, there's this thing out there that exists called ransomware. Uh, for those that you know aren't familiar with it, it's basically when you are dumb and accidentally allow a Trojan or some other kind of virus to infect your computer. Yeah. And then you get a message saying, well, just give us a couple of hundred bucks. Um, sometimes it's been a couple of thousand bucks, depending on the institution involved. And you will regain control of your machine, right? That's a thing that exists. It happens every day. Yeah. So as a joke, essentially, or just like for the hell of it, this guy decided to write a piece of ransomware where you don't pay money. You have to achieve a, a score uh on a really really difficult game like crazy fucking hard uh the game in question is a uh what's what's this type of game called bullet uh, something bullet right hell. Bullet, bullet hell, hell yeah so it's a bullet hell style japanese shooter um if you don't know what we're talking about you just watch the video to get an idea but basically like things are flying everywhere because you have to beat the game uh, on a lunatic level, basically like the super duper hard mode, and you have to get uh, something like uh, two two hundred million points, which is going to take you about half an hour if you don't fuck up at all. It's just straight half an hour playing to beat this. The crazy thing is the guy made it as a joke, but he posted the the code on GitHub and. People found it, and some people actually started to use it. <laughs> yeah. Just process uh, that. I think it's funny. Whatever. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think that's really hilarious. But, like, it's sure, it's fucked up, but that's really goddamn funny. And how good is this press for this guy who can make a game, right? Like, now, now he gets to release something and charge 99 cents for it on the App Store, and it seems like a good deal. So Right? <laughs> Smart. So, yeah, Smart so I mean he didn't he didn't program the game, I don't think. He just programmed the ransomware. Oh, is that what it is? I thought he made oh, the okay. game. All right. Yeah, I don't know that he made the game. Uh but I'm not sure on that one. I'll have to get back to you. But yeah, no, still still kinda crazy. He posted he posted some files to in case you do get stuck with the ransomware that would supposedly help it unlock the stuff. But that's devious and evil. I can imagine like some poor bastard just like not moving from his chair for five hours playing this thing over and over and over again until he gets the score. 
Yes. I don't know. He didn't mean to do it. I, I, I'm with Jay. I think it's kind of funny and uh, it's amazing how good intentions, you know, he probably meant this as a joke for one of his own friends and like on college campuses and yeah, yeah, no, and definitely. It just went totally a different direction. So he's like, Oh shit. Oh man. I don't know what I'm doing now. So no, I think it's, uh, I think it's funny. I think it's cool. Can you imagine though? Like I, I see it being as like pay us, you know, $5,000 or just get this score. And then someone like plays it once and they're like, fuck. All right, here's the 5,000. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not fucking with this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> Cause it's really like, I don't know if you guys watched the video, but like even two, three minutes in, I mean, I couldn't do this. It's fucking absolute crazy. What is happening here? Just, Wow. Yeah, bonkers banana balls for sure. Yeah. Like Yeah. I but and you know what? You know what is uh also crazy? There's some person out there who actually enjoys playing this. Yeah, there I mean there's people who enjoy playing Dark Souls too, so Yeah, but you <laughs> have to be a special kind of masochist to Yeah, that's true. To play this. That is true. That's <laughs> their new favorite game. Why it's not? What? It's their new favorite game, why not? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't work on my homework because uh, this ransomware and I have to play this game. So, yep. <laughs> I can imagine some kid installing it on the uh, school computer. I could tell totally on purpose. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that is all the show we have for you this week. Uh, make sure you hit us up on uh, everywhere. Honestly. Uh, hit subscribe, hit like, uh, tweet at us at, at pack podcast, uh, hit us up on Facebook or hit us up on the, uh, geeks worldwide, uh, Twitter at, uh, the underscore GWW uh, until next time. I have been your host, Michael Schluger, Josh Irwin and Jay rich. Have a great week of gaming. Push a lot of keys for us. We'll see you next week. Hasta luego. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks, assemble!